This episode of This Ain't Babysitting is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. You can join us at patreon.com slash thisaintbabysitting. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 8. My name is Scott Forbes. And I am Mark Bad. And this ain't babysitting. No, it ain't at all. Uh, we are an internationally renowned child care advocate <laughs> and a third grade science fair bronze medalist here to give you yeah. the knowledge and confidence to become the dad you always wanted to be. Well, that's very clever. I know. I, I like know. that. That's a nice because we don't have a little taggy. No, thing I know. To start I thought with. I'd toss I like that, that in. I thought I'd toss that in. See, I like see how that. it fits. Uh, so, um, as the uh, internationally renowned right. child care advocate. I would like to talk to people about uh, the the fundamental issue that comes up when you get stuck in a routine. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's one of the biggest curses in our field. Yeah. I think that uh, when we were talking over other episodes about quality, mm-hmm. you know, and quality childcare and all the other kind of challenges within our field, it all comes down to me is that it, it comes down to things have just become routine for people. Yeah. It hap- I mean, it happens, right? It happens in any job. It happens. And especially, especially in parenting, a lot of times when you get, you know, you just kind of get stuck in, uh, especially when your kids get that, that like, once they start entering school, mm-hmm. you know, and you start getting used to that, like, get your breakfast in the morning, get your mm-hmm. lunch in the morning, mm-hmm. don't hit your sister. But we're, you know, uh, we're in the business of, ch- to me, yep. in, in early childhood education, we're in the business of, of childhood. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I don't think childhood should be routine because then I worry. I, I, you know, I read the old books like Jean Jacques Rousseau, who who would say things like, uh, you know, if, if we don't if we don't do what's right in childhood, we're we're not going to have mature fruit. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know? absolutely. And, and if your children aren't growing into fruit, then what is it all before? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I agree, but and, and I don't. I think uh, childhood is way too precious for routine. I think it has to be. And maybe I've got this Peter Pan look at what a childhood should be. I always, right? I often think of you and think of Peter Pan. Uh, you know what? I did play him in a grade three play. That sounds about right. Usually, that role is reserved to for the girls, but because uh, they can. Oh, fit I did into not the, know that they can fit into the tights better. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is when I wore the tights, I really liked them. <laughs> <laughs> they were very comfortable, and I say this to my wife all the time too. You guys are so lucky you wear dresses because yeah. they're very comfortable. They seem like, very especially comfortable. in the summertime. In the summertime, I man. Oh I, my god, I'd wear a dress and I'd look good. I bet you would. No, I, I look, bet you would. You have the ankles for it. I think I've got um, the gams. So uh, today, you know, we're we're talking about this uh, this 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 trouble with routine, how we get stuck in routine, mm-hmm. and uh, we got uh, Mark just return just return from your New Zealand trip. No, no, I go next April. Next April. No, oh, no, God, no, it's so it's far coming away. Up. Oh yeah, my God, it's coming up. Okay, never mind. It's hey, not, New Zealand, this, I'm coming to town. This whole episode doesn't make sense anymore. I know, I know. Um, but Mark uh, talks all over the place about um, the the a code of honor. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you know what's funny? Because uh, we had a little bit of a tickety boo with uh, Adam last time. <laughs> not some. I don't think so much. Just with, a little tickety boo. Yeah, yeah. Just a tiny one. And just about the difference between a code of honor and a code of ethics. Right. Which right. I don't like ethics. Right. I don't like ethics at all. Um, anyone can pretend to be ethical because to me, again, ethics are just, uh, your conduct, right? You know, your conduct in an organization, whereas honor is, 
what's your behavior? Well, and maybe a good maybe a good distinction to make would be, you know, a code of ethics is is imposed on you by someone else and a mm-hmm. code of honor is comes from within. You can't break a code of honor as yeah, I no, as I I'd... said. This is your character yeah. as, as a person, right? Yeah. This is this so I think the way that we break routine is let's think it's about it. With honor. a samurai sword. <laughs> and you get it. You take a samurai sword you and you take... break it. You... Well, and that's again routine thrives because people aren't seeing the honor in their work. Right. And yeah, and that's, that's And you can be totally ethical. Yeah. And still have routine For sure. daycare. I I I've yeah, seen my voice some went really high there. I've seen some things. I've seen some things in childcare where um you know where people uh, uh won't accept a kid for who they are, and they try to make them fit this little thing, and and, and then it becomes this fight. I've, I just saw it a couple of days ago, and it becomes a fight and this whole terrible routine. It's be- if the adult had any sort of sense of their work as being honor, and I know I may get myself into trouble for saying this, but uh, you know, as, as an honorable work, they're going to let the kid be who they are and let them do their thing without right. trying to force them into something, which then alleviates all kinds of behavioral stuff. And then you're not so worried about other adults looking at you going, oh, you're just letting that kid get away with that. I So honor to me is is everything. Ethics, you can make that stuff up and you can break them. And uh, we've been pushing the ethics thing for how many years in our it's field? Been, it's been, I remember when I was a kid, you know, upwards of, of 20 years ago, uh, my mom, who was uh, president of MCCA for a little while, she would travel all around Canada talking about you know ethics and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been around uh, long. So it's time. been around for a long time. It's and we around. haven't really budged on the quality thing. No. Uh, so I I do see a correlation there. Maybe I'm I'm wrong with. Oh, excuse me. Again, another episode where Just I I've oh, got I ate uh, my my wife made some amazing sp- uh, spinach paneer, and, oh, yeah. I, and I'm suffering right yeah. now. So yeah. it, it's okay. Um, I, I haven't seen the needle budge much on quality with all the emphasis on ethics. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of blowback we get from people yeah, with, with this little episode. But, but I think I think one of the things that what is what you've done so nicely with this this workshop and this this mentality of uh, a code of honor that you have is you've really packaged a lot of what the um a lot of what the the current pedagogy and the current mm. the current understanding of quality and and you know all the all the recent theorists are talking about and the direction the child care is moving you've packaged it into this nice little thing that you can then sell to everybody and well, enrich yourself you. personally <laughs> thank you if only i was a capitalist <laughs> you know and it's funny you brought that up because people do mention that to me yeah. and and i'm really at a point in my life where i don't give a shit about pedagogy I don't give a shit about the theory. I don't give a shit about any of that kinds of stuff. I don't give a shit about the workshops that are out there. I don't. What I do give a shit about is if you're the right person for the job, all that stuff's going to unfold. Yeah. You don't have to find out what the hell they're doing in northern fucking Italy in order to do a good program. If you're a good person, you live by honor, you're going to do an amazing program. Absolutely. I like to keep things pretty simple because I'm a simple guy, Scott. You this, know that. This is going to be great because I'm on the board of directors of my son's daycare and his daycare. We just approved a big trip to Italy to learn about <laughs> that current pedagogy. All right. So All right. remember the views and yes. uh, interpretations yeah. of this podcast are uh, 
to the own individual speaker. Exactly, and I take uh, full consequence. It's actually, no, actually, I think all the consequences go to Ken. Yes, uh, Ken he's Shendo. The one, he's, he's the, the one, guy that edits this. Yeah, he edited. He edits it. He has. He's the one who gave us the mics in the first place. <laughs> so if they have any problems with this, you can call. You can uh, contact give Ken, Ken a call. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, before we go to our little commercial break and get into this yeah. stuff about the Warrior Code, mm-hmm. I just have to do a little shout out. Yeah, of course. To Carrie from Tobin Folk Crafts. I bought a couple of pillows off of her at the night market, and she said, I listen to your podcast, and I love it. So, oh. Well, so. hey, Carrie. Didn't give me a discount on the pillows, but I don't care. They're That's lovely okay. pillows. Hey, you wanna, if you ever want to pump your pillows, you just give us a call. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll spot, you, can, you can get or a little segment be, on the show. She can be our first advertisement. First, first spon- yeah, first advertisement. Because <laughs> we're just giving away cashew sponsorships left, right, and oh, center. I know so you can, you can get a real one on here for next to nothing. I know where. Hey, speaking of which, why don't we go to a commercial break? I thought of another thing. Oh yeah. Uh, about because we just did. I did this nice little tagline. I've had a lot of time to think because we've been away oh, for okay. so long this summer. Okay. Why don't we call our, our ad break "Settling Up Our Tab"? I love that because tab, tab is also short. Is uh, for this ain't babysitting Holy you guys. Smokes. Good for you. God, you're really on. I know. I know. It's amazing what having so much time off, sorry again to our listenership, yeah. does for a podcast. Yeah, right on. Well, yeah. then let's go to our... Let's settle up our tab. Settling up the tab starting right now. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in to This Ain't Babysitting. Uh, we're going to settle up our tab here real quick. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has um, subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts and on uh, Spotify, who's liked the show on Spotify. And if you follow us on Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to your podcast, thank you very much. Just a little reminder, if you can uh, rate, review our show, uh, give our show a five-star review if you like it that much, it'd really go a long way to help grow our brand, help grow our show. We're starting to uh, we're starting to see a little bit of uh, momentum on this show. So, um we want to we want to really keep that going and, and build this show into something even more spectacular than uh, we think it already is. I want to talk to you guys very quickly about uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash this ain't babysitting. Uh, you can there there we have different tiers. You can help donate to the show. Um, Mark was telling me a very uh, a very lovely little anecdote about how um, if if his wife was. Uh, my wife said that if if the show wasn't such a big sacrifice for her, she would be a Patreon. There we go. She'd she'd be she'd be one of our patrons. So if Patty can almost do it, then you can certainly do it. Um, you can uh, head on over to patreon.com slash the same babysitting. We have two dollar tiers, five dollar tiers. Uh, we have some rewards for higher tiers, uh, for people who donate a little bit more. Uh, whatever you're able to kick in to help out the show would really help us a lot. It helps bring our show to life. It helps pay for for a lot of the associated costs that we have. Speaking of associated costs, uh, we are bumping out our we're rolling out our website uh, probably at the beginning of September. It's going to be thisaintbabysitting.com, and it will have uh, our catalog of shows. It'll have uh little profiles on mark and i it'll have q a's for people who who might be interested um and uh and it'd, it'd just be a kind of a one-stop shop to find all of your this ain't babysitting news um a couple things we are going to be out in the in the in the community we're getting out in the hood uh in the next couple weeks uh and and in the future 
Uh, Manitoba is so Manitoba Child Care Association is hosting a huge uh, walk for to raise awareness about the issues facing uh, our our province and the, the lack of government funding to to child care. Uh, so this coming Tuesday, August twentieth, uh, at six p.m. We're asking people to join us at the Lyric Theater in Assiniboine Park, uh, where we will be. There will be a, a moderated discussion panel, uh, moderated Q and A, and our very own Mark Battle is going to be moderating that Q and A. So whenever we tell you that he's legit, that's that's our proof. He he actually does know what he's talking about. He's not just full of of cuss words and and fart jokes. Um, that's a part of my charm. It is a part of your charm, absolutely. Uh, so we are actually going to be doing some uh, recording on location. We're going to be talking to some people in the field. If you want to come chat with us, then come hit us up. We're going to do a recording there with Adam. It's going to be Adam's third part in uh, in our recording series with him. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what um, what it means to how you can support your children if you rely on childcare for your for your livelihood. Uh, some ways that you can get involved in and really help to move this thing forward. Because as a as a as a collective workforce, we only have so much power. Our power comes from the parents. So, you guys who use the service are the ones who really can help push this thing forward. Um, so again, that's going to be August twentieth, the York Theater at Assiniboine Park. You can head on over to uh, Facebook.com/slash This Ain't Babysitting. We have a link to the registration page on there. You can register as a participant, share it with all your friends, really get the word out about this because we want this to be an election issue. We have an election coming up in our fair province very soon. Um, one last thing, Manitoba Podcast Festival uh, is taking part in International Podcast Day at the end of September. Um, and we there will be uh, an event uh, at the Park Theatre for Manitoba Podcast Festival on September 29th. Uh, we are trying very hard to get involved in that. If you have, if you listen to the show and you have a podcast, uh, you can. We have a link uh, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/TheSamePabysitting, where you can sign up to be a part of uh, of the festivities. Uh, it's really we have. I I was surprised by this. Maybe I shouldn't have been, but we have an incredible podcast community in Winnipeg and in Manitoba, there are some phenomenal shows um, that people maybe haven't heard of before. Uh, Witch Police Radio is a show that talks about uh, local band, the local music scene in, in Winnipeg. Uh, Bury the Lead is a show uh, by some free press, wonderful free press writers who do a show on on music. There's a lot of, a lot of really good... A couple of pierogi ones. There's, I'm sure there's some pierogi ones. I haven't quite found them yet, but I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll find you. I'll seek you out, pierogies. Um, but yeah, those are a couple shows that that you guys might be interested in, in hearing about. If you want to hear more of those shows, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We'll we'll plug a couple of their shows and maybe uh, maybe get you a little bit more involved in your local podcasting scene. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Thank you for that, Scott. You're welcome. Give us your money. Well, that was a beautiful commercial break. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, well done. Um, well done. Today, on The Same Babysitting, we are digging deep into our dad energy. Oh. We're talking about, uh, We're about fix something our chakras? that I think all dads can get on board with. That's Eastern mysticism. <laughs> um, 
Mark Battle is our special guest today. <laughs> you may remember him from such other episodes of The Same Babysitting as the seventh one and the fifth one. Um, and the guy who swears a lot. I've been listening to some of the episodes, and I realized I probably swear the most. You, well, yeah. I mean, you're the old curmudgeon one, yeah, so that true. makes the most that's sense. True. You're the one sitting on your porch yelling at teenagers. That's true. Um, so we're talking a little bit about uh, the Shambhala Code. Yeah. Shambhala Code, which is um, something that... Mark has described to me um, at least two times, and I've probably retained 10 to 15% of it, so I thought we should record it so that I can reference <laughs> back to it later. Um, so this code of honor thing that we brought mm-hmm. up in our last episode um, that uh, we kind of wanted to uh, ex- ex- yeah. what's what's the expand. word? Expand. Expand. Yeah. I don't. I wanted to say expunge, but that didn't... No, I that works the wrong way. I don't like that word. No, well, then we're not doing this podcast. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> it's been great. So first, I want to have a couple questions. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the code? Uh, okay. How do we apply it to, to children, uh, our children, or children that we work with? Mm-hmm. How do we bring others on board? Because mm-hmm. that can sometimes be a challenge. And um, what are some barriers to bringing this into, into our practice, either as a parent or as a child care uh, worker? And um, also, how do we get sweet swords? Okay, okay. The sweet swords come after certain tests that you have to do. Okay. Right? Uh, holding cauldrons of hot oil. You have to with get your, into the pawn shop. You, you got it. You have you to find it. the right ones on the wall. <laughs> Mall ninja. And make the deal. Yeah, exactly. Don't get the one with the clock in it because they don't work. See, I always thought those were the ones no, you wanted to awful. get. Double they're duty. There, your one question, though, I do have to sort of chat about just really quickly before yep. I go into the, uh, the, the, the code of the warrior, the honor code, or doing our work, being a father or parent, you know, following a code of, code of honor. Uh, but how do we get others on? You can't. Okay. You can't get others on. You you either uh, believe in it and, and follow it, mm-hmm. or or you don't. It's 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 one of those things that um, uh, I've I've been speaking about it for quite a few years across the country, and I've noticed that it connects with certain people and it doesn't connect with certain people. And the people who it connects with, that's all I focus on. Yeah. Because we're all tapping into the same thing. You're like that. Right, your work is honorable, so you're like that. You tap it like all. All we're doing is tapping into the same source. I'm just giving it a name called a warrior code. Right. Uh, other people can listen and they go, "Oh, that's kind of a good idea." But it's it's either you have it in your heart or you're not. As I'm saying, that's why it's so different than ethics. Yeah. Ethics, you can read it off. Go, oh yeah, I can follow up. You know, that's all fine today. I, I shouldn't use I shouldn't use that voice. <laughs> probably shouldn't. I should be a little bit probably more professional. <laughs> just to remind everybody, support 26k walk coming up next week. Mark Battle will be moderating. Hey. <laughs> uh, and you and you can you know you can you can rattle those things off and anybody can follow those things they're just as I said the rules but but with with honor um, it, it's in your heart or it's not yeah. you know uh, so so it's only for those who who choose that sort of a path. Right. You know, it's right. it's we've heard this in our podcast a couple times where people have talked about this work as sort of a a, a calling, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I see this as a calling. We talked, we talked about that with, with Adam when we talked about how we get into the field as guys. Yeah. That, you know, we're not, we, we see the, we see the need and we, f- we follow the need. Right? Yeah. We see, yeah. we see this opportunity to, to make something. And it becomes bigger than us. To make something more than yourself. Right. right? It becomes bigger than us. So exactly. th- uh, if you see this work as a calling, then, then, then you're ripe for the honor code. You're already there. 
to tell you to tell you the truth, right? Okay. Um, so, so then, so then I have a new question. Okay, yeah. Why the heck would I pay you to do this workshop then? <laughs> if uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so it doesn't fit for everybody, but it, yeah. it but it, it, and also people are in different places of their life, so. Uh, maybe you listen to this stuff that we'll talk about today and you go, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm just hoping that people will listen today and maybe next year or two years they'll go, oh, this kind of makes sense to me for, for who I am. And the other thing about ethics doesn't really build you as a person. A code of honor actually builds you as a person. It changes you, yeah. right? It, it, it really changes you. Um, and, it, and it makes you, I think, into a better human being. So that's why I like it. So okay. what is it? It's not, okay. it's not, uh, whenever I talk about the warrior code, I always have to add this little caveat where I'll say, but it's not about war. You know, it's not about war. It was funny because uh, after our last episode, uh, our little podcast, um, Adam and us, we had a little yeah, conversation, yeah. In which he brought up a really good point about, you know, warrior code, isn't that just sort of like really, really manly? Very masculine. And, and, and I said, well, I would argue that warrior is, is unisexual. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's they're women warriors, they're male warriors. It doesn't it doesn't abide by any gender. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Just Adam, an... we look forward to having you back and we'll stop slamming you on the next episode, I promise. <laughs> you should have showed up, buddy. <laughs> um, okay. uh... In fairness to Adam, his wife and children were leaving for a while and he wanted to spend an evening nah. with them before they left. Okay, that's a kind bit of about... kind of following the, the it, warrior that code. That is a warrior code Mark. for sure. I know, I know. I'm not the perfect warrior. So uh, the warrior code's not about war or right. anything like that. Um, it, which, it, it's, which is which? Pardon me for interrupting. Yeah. Kind of seems like that's that also follows a lot of the philosophy, a lot of Eastern philosophies in terms of you know, uh, just to make an easy reference, martial arts. Martial yeah. arts isn't a way Absolutely. of fighting; it's a way of living. Yeah, martial arts is the warrior code. Yeah. It it, it it's it uh, all the great martial arts are all steeped in the warrior code. Right. So you follow this, and you become Jet Li. Exactly. Jet Lee retires. Well, you take his spot. I'm more Bruce Lee, but that we'll talk about Bruce that, Lee because I am. Bruce Lee water. is the is the goat. He's the he's the greatest of all time. There's he no the question about time. that. But yeah. I'm just saying it's yeah. right now. Yeah. You can step into Jet Lee's shoes a little bit easier than Bruce Lee's shoes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is like this gets you to Jet Lee, and then once you do Jet Lee, then you go to Bruce Lee. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's all this. Uh, it's graduation. It's all these graduation kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So the warrior code is is um, it's been followed by all great civilizations since the dawn of time. It's not owned by any civilization. It, it's been in our warriors of our indigenous uh, peoples here in in North America. It was part of the samurai. It was a part of the medieval knights. Mm-hmm. You know, the round table was just a warrior code about how are you going to be an honorable person, right? Right, and okay. through your honor, you are going to transform society. Okay. You never hear about that phrase with ethics. Follow the code of <laughs> ethics, and you shall Again, watch the voice. transform <laughs> society. So that's why I think it's really, really important. Right. I think, and I think, just to keep avoiding making the same jokes over and over right. again, uh, I don't, I don't think we are necessarily here to say that ethics doesn't have a place in some professions, and yeah. that ethics can't, yeah. Yeah. that ethics can't be valuable, yeah. but. Yeah. All right, we are saying You that. should be an ethical taxi driver. <laughs> why, why can't you be an honorable taxi driver? I don't know if you can make enough money. 
Well, then, well, then we're talking about this There's in the wrong field and completely, yeah. Problem. Taxi drivers probably still pull in more than I do on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, let's okay. So, fuck it. Code of ethics. We're we're talking about the advantages of a code of honor yeah. over a code of ethics. You know, and okay, here. We'll, and if you have grapes, yeah, at me. Yeah, uh, here I'll be diplomatic. Um, you want to have really good code of ethics, you better follow code of honor. There you go. They go together. But if you don't have both, you ain't got none. There you go. But you, uh, what I'd argue is you could actually do this job beautifully just following a code of honor. That's what I would argue. So was that diplomatic? I, it me? was very diplomatic. And I think just to give ethics a fair shake, ethics also came at a time when childcare was searching for legitimacy. Perfect. And yeah. needed something to compare itself to other professions. A lot of other professions had codes of ethics. Perfect. So, so you know, child, the history of of a code of ethics comes from a place of trying to find legitis- legitimacy in childcare. And code of honor, I think, just expan- expands on that. Maybe it's the next transition. Maybe. Right? Maybe, maybe. Maybe we're on to something. Then Mark's gonna be raking in the money. <laughs> oh yes. Oh baby. <laughs> I'm gonna trademark that. Okay. Thing. So so. Breakdown because we talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit in the last episode. Breakdown mm-hmm. the there's there's um, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is how you apply it. Okay, okay. And this is this. I'm going to talk about what what the there's lots of pieces to it, but I I, I focus on certain pieces that I think are applicable to our work with okay. kids. Whether you're an early childhood educator or you're a parent just trying to figure out what the what the what the job is the very first thing in the code of honor is that the warrior uh makes a vow that they're going to make this place better than it was yesterday okay think about that in child care think about if every early childhood educator walked into that daycare and said this is going to be a better day for everybody than it was yesterday Think about those kids within the programs that need a little support and help. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids with maybe some behavioral troubles and stuff like that. And what those kids need is somebody that comes in going, today's going to be better for you. Which requires a lot of reflection. Absolutely. It requires Absolutely. a ton of reflection. Um, it, 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 it requires a ton of dedication that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice everything to make this better for you today. Yeah, absolutely. Step one. Lots of mirrors. Lots of mirrors. Plenty of reflection. But it, uh, oh, you're in a literal mood today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Um, so you, I, I think just, just that piece of the code of honor that I, as a warrior, I, as a teacher, I, as a father, is going to make today better than it was yesterday for you. Because again, in, in the code of honor, it requires you to be selfless. It, it requires you um, to really believe that we're here to serve. We're here for other people. My happiness depends on your happiness. Okay, I right? like that. I so, like that a lot. Okay. So that very, but when I think about that, about making it better, we talked about reflection. There needs to be reflection for us as the adults. We have to, we have to be honest with ourselves uh, about, geez, I really blew it with that kid today. You know, I and lost my cool. That was a stupid thing I did. As an educator, you know, it's you you can tell, you know, when when yourself or coworkers have a hard time having that moment of honest and brutally honest self-reflection. Uh, you know, I've worked with people in the past who who really have a hard time being honest with themselves, and I don't I you know, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. But uh but I imagine it comes from 
living in situations without that code of honor yeah. surrounding you. Yeah, right? yeah. And, Where you and don't have the confidence to be honest with stuff. yourself. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. I'll be the first one to admit I fucked up, yeah. you know? And I always, I always look at things like, well, I can't do anything about that. I can only do something about what I do next. Exactly. Like, that's always been sort of my grace. So it's about reflection. It's about seeing everybody, the kids, the people you work with, as having some sort of a gift, yeah. You know, everybody... Everybody brings value. Oh, my God. You know, that's the beautiful thing about human beings is that we all have a gift. It, now, are we all in situations where we get to live out that gifts? That gift? Probably not. Yeah. But, but we need to be surrounded around people who can see that as a gift, you know, Absolutely. and see that as a charm, as something important. Um, we to to make this place better than it was yesterday. We got to give everybody choice. We got to give kids choice. We've got to give the other adults choice. I think kids should be able to dictate what happens within their day. That drives me fucking crazy when I walk into a daycare center and it's just going around hummity boo and it's just a beautiful and I go, what's going on? This is great. And they go, it's fun Fridays. I go, then what the fuck is Thursday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so every every day should be based around where everybody has choice and kids have choice. You see how this breaks the routine? I do. Where kids get the, you know, if you want to decide to build this block structure and not go outside right now, we'll get out in the afternoon. But right now, this is a big to-do for you? Then let's do it. I don't give a shit what the schedule says. Yeah. Right? I'll go by this choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other big thing for me about making this place better is that every kid feels like they belong. Okay. They, they're accept that that's acceptance, right? That that this is my place. Yeah, it, I own it. I I left my mark here. I've got my art here. People uh, have changed things in this place for me. Yeah, you know, and it feels yeah. really really comfortable. And the other the last part about making this better, early childhood educators and parents need to understand that kids love change. Yeah, and you got to be cool with it. For sure. Right. And For and sure. that makes it a most memorable place. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that that uh reminder to everybody that kids not only need change, but they, they embrace change. Oh, they're incredible. Yeah. They're incredible with change. Like, think about, you're probably starting to see this with your own child where, you know, maybe, if, uh, I remember this with my son. He was, what, about two years of age, and we took this painting off the wall and yeah. moved it somewhere else, and he recognized right off the bat and noticed it. Like, he's kids are really, really um, sort of perceptive about change. Absolutely. And they're curious about change, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting with a two-year-old. Um, the things that he notices that have changed and the things that, that haven't changed. Because uh, there's some things that you think, I'm going to move this and he's going to just freak out and I'm just going to have to deal with this. I'll have to deal with this in the morning. And then, uh, and then you know, he comes downstairs and it's like nothing happened. But uh-huh. then his, then I put 36 Cheerios in his bowl instead of 37. And <laughs> it's like, it's like World War Three. <laughs> but change is a big, but change is a big uh, curiosity for kids. Yes. And we have to, again, a warrior tries to understand who you're working with. And I'm going to accept change. That's why I got into this job. I love this job because I didn't know what I was walking into every day. Yeah. Every time I'd open up that door, I didn't know what I was walking into. And I always tell people, to me, the true hell of jail is knowing where you're going to be yeah. in a year. Yeah. Right? Which then starts makes me worried about childcare. Is If it's always the same old, same old, same old, then it's yeah. just another institution. For sure. Which then leads me to the other bit that I love about the Warrior Code is you build a democracy. Hmm. You build a democracy. Is that number two? 
Well, it can be any. It's the second one I want to talk about. I want to. I want to differentiate these for people so that they can. They have a little bit of. I'll call it number two. There we go. Number two. It's um. You build a democracy, so you build a place where kids get to have say, where people get to have say, where 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 there. Now, do you always get your way with your say? No, that a democracy is sometimes you get your way, sometimes you don't, but at least you're listened to. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's um, true. We, we, you know, I, I, I do all kinds of things with kids, but we can't eat chocolate cake every single day, you know? But I'm listening to you. Yep. So maybe we'll do it on a Friday. I hear you. We'll no, do it on We'll a... call it Fun Fridays. <laughs> fun Fridays. And then this old dude will come in and be like, what the fuck's up with Thursday? <laughs> but that we de- can't eat cake every Friday, <laughs> every Thursday, Mark. But that democracy is important because what you're doing is you're building a community. Right, right. And so a part of that number two with the democracy is that the warrior does whatever it takes to build a community. A community of understanding that we understand each other. A community where we have true inclusion. Where every child has belongs here, as I said earlier. But every child, regardless of your abilities or capabilities or how people are narrowly, narrowly uh, defining your capabilities, yep. you've got a place here. Yeah. We're not going to go on a field trip unless you can come along. We're not going to have materials in our, in our uh, child care environment unless you can use them. Yeah. That's true inclusion. I like that. And also, uh, it's to me also, it's about uh, creating a place of problem solving. That's a good community. Like, I think a great early childhood educator is the person who makes a mistake, or the great early childhood educator that goes, "Oh, I don't know how we're going to work through this. What do you suggest?" Yeah. So when a kid comes up with some sort of idea about something they want to do, why not turn that into a question? as an early childhood educator and promote that sort of problem solving. I like that idea of, of using your, uh, you know, and that in a lot of ways goes back to number one, where we talked about, you know, everybody has value and, yeah. and you're going to make, you're going to try and make this place better than, than it was yesterday. Yeah. All of these descend from that. If you really look at it, yeah. another big part of community is connecting with people. In all kinds of different people. I, I don't know about you, but I do notice sometimes, you know, the, the person who delivers the water or delivers the mail, nobody brings them into the child care environment and says, hey, look at Ernie's here or Valerie's here. Like, we're not connecting with these interesting community people who are coming into our community. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It, it's really... I, I know. And it's funny, that's funny for me because we have, you know, our water guy at work, uh, Jared, uh, hi, Jared. He's he's fabulous. He comes in every week, and and you know we talk to him in the office, mm-hmm. and and you know we we have a very good rapport with him. But we don't we don't extend that to our kids, and and that you know that's that's something that you know I try and talk about community a lot. But but that's given me a lot to think about about how how we are really are we really am I really promoting community or am I just promoting our little insular daycare yeah, community? Yeah, that's it. And- that's very reflective, Scott. Thank you. you, know, you think, like in the there old, is a mirror right across <laughs> from me on the wall. In the old days, kids were surrounded by a larger community of people. Today, we, we sort of gate ourselves off from each other, but we still have that craving to connect with each other. Yeah. There's a kid in your daycare center that wants to deliver water or thinks that guy's got the best job in the world. Absolutely. Or he'll say something to that kid will make him laugh and make his day. I also tell, you know, suggest to daycares 
that why are you always in your backyard? How come you're not walking in your community and meeting people? That's one of the things that that bugs me about um, a lot of daycares that I've worked at is, you know, and and one of the things that I like about a lot of the center, I mean, one of the first things I do when I start a job, and is is I go for on my lunch breaks, I'll go for walks around the, the neighborhood, right? Perfect. So then you get to know where the parks are. Perfect. You get to know where the schools are, where the parks are, where all the fun and where all the interesting things are, right? And then, and then you take kids every morning, absolutely every day. Yeah. What like? Yeah. And and so many people. I'd, I should be careful how I, how I word this because I'm planning on spending, you know, close to $200,000 in our daycare on a backyard. But but you shouldn't use your backyard every day because it just ruins the grass and everything. And it ruins the, the appeal yeah. of the backyard. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, yeah. that's one of the reasons why we're, we're renovating our backyard is because we've used it so often that everything, it's 10 years old, but it looks 40. Yeah. It yeah. looks it looks yeah. old because it's used it's overused. Take them out in the neighborhood. Here's another. When I was working at an inner city program here in downtown Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, I they kept them caged up in their in the in the backyard. And I said, we gotta get out in the neighborhood, man. We gotta get out in the neighborhood. And people say, oh my god, there's gonna be homeless people and there's gonna be junkies and all this other kinds of stuff. And I said, guess who the friendliest people those kids are gonna meet on a walk will be? Yep. The homeless people and the junkies. And guess what? We take the kids for a walk. And who are the people that come up and say hi and have conversations with us? Which makes kids understand. Their, and these kids live in this damn community. So get out and meet the, know the people, right? They, don't be afraid of the neighborhood. I uh, worked at a center in Ajax, Ontario. And we would always be out in the creek lands. And the kids found these shacks where people were train hopping. But oh, yeah. they, they would sort of sleep yeah, in the yeah. shack. Well, the kids started to ask questions about it, and then they'd start making art in the daycare, and then we'd have to walk and post it up in the shacks Bring it back for people. To the shacks. That's kids nice. would even donate their lunches. Well, that's adorable. Well, but that's that's what happens yeah, when you yeah, connect yeah. with people. You could have a fucking circle about it and go, oh, let's talk about empathy and compassion. <laughs> or you can go out and connect with folks. The other bit about the warrior code that I really love too is, which again ties this whole thing about making it better than it was yesterday, is see again and, and with the gifts, uh, see everybody as the goods and the strengths that they have. Yeah. It's it's really easy to see the deficits. Yeah, it really is. It, yeah. it, I fall into that. Everybody falls into that. But if we could dedicate ourselves to seeing the good in the people we work with, the strengths of the people that we work with, if we see the good in the strengths of every single kid, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fully admit that there are some kids that we work with that it takes a bit of time to figure out what is their what's their absolute what, what's their strength what's exactly their thing. exactly because it because but i will i will counter that and say once you find that thing those are the kids you connect with the, the deepest and the hardest the warrior will spend time trying to find it all right and trying to find and you're absolutely once you find that your guiding changes. It's beautiful. How you set up the room changes. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, it is. It's All right. amazing. Uh, let's go to next point. Yes. Uh, be fearless and be take fearless. risks. Like, that's what a warrior is, right? Yeah. Not free from fear. You should, like, I've done risky stuff. We've had Melinda on. She does risky stuff. I talk to Melinda a lot, and she still, we get scared. Yeah. I get scared when I bring out the knives and have kids uh, climb trees. I know she does too. Yeah. And but but we're not allowing that fear to stop us from doing something. Yeah. That's what fearless is. Yeah. And that that's a huge distinction. So I and, I just, I, and that's an important thing to communicate with kids too. I think in in 
you know, going to, back to that question, how do we how do we bring this into our work with kids? How do you how do you teach kids that fear fear is okay, fear is good? It's it's one it's how you deal with that fear. Absolutely. And let's be honest, I also research fun and the value of fun on the brain. Yeah. And fear is a part of fun. Because a type of fun is that was scary doing it, but at the end of it, oh, that was so glorious when it was over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and here's the, I just asked, you know, we got to be fearless. Man, we are burping you, up you a storm gotta, here today. Gotta, I apologize, you everybody. This take, is a gassy episode. You got to take risks, right? And we don't even allow kids to take risks. Now I'm asking people, you got to take a risk. Yeah. You got to take a chance on somebody. If a kid wants to try this and everybody else says, oh, that's, I don't think that's appropriate. You need to be the person. Gotta I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to risk all the eye rolls in the staff room. Yep. Right? I'm going to risk all the quiet when I walk into the staff room. Yep. I'm going to risk all that stuff. As a parent, I'm going to risk the maybe the viewpoints gonna, of my partner. I'm going to risk the, the nurses' questions in the ER. <laughs> I'm going to risk... Uh, All of the I interviews. Know. That's t- you know, I had my son once uh, pump gas for my car. Oh yeah, he was what uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> he asked to do it. All right, not my fault. That's awesome. Not my fault. That's he asked fabulous. to do it. Three, three, maybe almost four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I said, just stick the nozzle in the. the I showed him how to do it. It wasn't. Yeah, I didn't sit yeah. in the car and and wait. Right. Yeah. And so I went out and said, yeah, stick the nozzle in there. Click the the trigger. Right. Yeah. Sure enough, I go and grab the little uh, windshield washer, little mm-hmm. thing to clean yep, off yep. The, the the windshield, and uh, he had uh, he had taken the nozzle out, and he wanted to see how it worked. So he squirted his face with gasoline, which was an immediate run to the hospital, and which the nurses and the doctors, and I'm pretty sure there were going to be social workers going, yep. "How did this Pretty happen close. again?" Pretty close. Well, he asked to pump the gas. What was it supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, you got to take that risk. And and you know what? It, those are you know, once everything is safe and everybody's good, those are the best stories you have. That's a great story. You know what, Scott? You bring up something that I think is really important in our field. Um, that. I keep talking about how daycare, especially our job in, as early childhood educations, is we're trying to help this kid have a wonderful, happy life. Right. Which means if you're going to have a wonderful, happy life, you have to have some great stories. Think about the routine question we started this off with. If your daycare center or how you interact with your kid and all that stuff is just mundane and routine, what stories are you going to have? What, yeah. what, what, because we're built on those stories, whether you like it or not, all of us listening, all of us on this planet are built from very interesting stories, which will define who you are. And that's, that's what I talk to a lot of my, uh, my summer students. And, yeah. and one of the things that we do in, in daycares that I've worked at that we, when we train people is, you know, what is this kid? We don't play. We don't play a short game. We play a long game. So, what is yeah. this kid gonna? Is this kid gonna look at back on daycare yeah. and remember something that you did, yeah. or is this kid gonna forget you ever existed? Yeah. One of those two things is gonna happen, and it's up to you to decide yeah. which one that's that's gonna be. Do you want to be a memorable teacher? They'll forget your name. Yeah. But they will never forget how you made them feel. Absolutely. You know, I often I've got tons of stories when things went awry mm-hmm. with kids. You know, and and sometimes people are shocked by them. You know, did I ever tell the story about the kids uh, making a raft going across the creek? 
You did not, but I am also very conscious of the time, so we uh, will have to save that. We'll table that I'll story. just tell you real quick. The raft sank. <laughs> the fucking okay. raft sank, and okay. I had to throw kids onto a bank, right? Okay. Now, when I walked home and I or walked back to the daycare, my thought was not going, oh, my God, that was terrible. My thoughts were, oh, these kids have a great fucking story, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which I think is important. It then is. The, the last bit of the warrior code, which I think is probably the most important, is trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. That's pretty Don't, good. Uh, okay, I, I I make some extra cash doing workshops, mm-hmm. but don't rely on workshops. Yeah. Rely on your own heart. Yeah. Rely on your gut. Rely because a lot of things in our field, whether you're working in the field or you're a parent, there's not a book out there that's going to give you an answer on how to deal with a situation. You got to rely on your gut and you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself that I think this is the right thing for this kid. Absolutely. You and know, I and I think that's a that's a good thing to bring up too is is a lot of times when, you know, people who who as you referenced earlier, when people naturally follow you know, warrior code and don't necessarily have a name for it or whatever. And it's when it lives in your heart mm-hmm. and you get, you, you try and be a good professional and you try and go to, to, uh, workshops and mm-hmm. get more information mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. A lot of times it is good, but sometimes, you know, you feel inundated, you get into your head and you ignore, you start ignoring your heart. And one of the things that that's happening for me as we're talking about this is I'm starting to, you know, remember and start feeling those those instincts mm-hmm. in deep in my belly mm-hmm. and uh, and i don't think it's just a and w i had on the way over here mm-hmm. um uh a and w if you want a sponsorship spot we have them open yeah okay yeah that's fair enough i was eating indian food and you're eating uh i was eating albert and Wright. hey right on there you go well the, the the trust yourself is what kept me in this field yeah you know, um, I, I almost quit because people were, were telling me I didn't know what I was doing. I was letting kids go up slides. I was letting kids climb trees. I was letting kids play guns and war. And all the daycare people were saying, you can't do that. And it was, and I almost left until I, I get inspired by other people and other, other great figures. And so I, I sort of go into the spot where I need to get inspired. And what the message to me through my sort of journey there was, Mark, just trust yourself. Yeah. And as soon as I made that switch, I became Mark Battle. Like, I became me in childcare. I trusted myself. I would listen to some people and pull out little bits and pieces of that, which sort of seemed to fit. But I've spent most of my time figuring out who am I. Yeah. And, and maybe, that's, maybe that should be the last thing I say about this warrior code, because it does help you answer that question. Who am I in the lives of children? Yeah. I don't know about you, like but that. when I work in this field, I go, who am I in their life? Right. Yeah. I know I'm an early childhood, but what the fuck does that mean? Right. Exactly. Who, who there are a lot of people I? that I've seen who who are who have the designation of early childhood educator that I don't I don't necessarily associate with or 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 positively compare myself yeah. to. Because does that does that mean that I am less of an early childhood educator because I share that title with them? No. No, so. no, but you're again. You're the kind I've known you for quite a few years, mm-hmm. and you're also the same kind of person. I remember our conversations when you were just a wee lad in my class, yeah. And you, we would have conversations about, well, who am I? I absolutely. What is yeah. what 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 is my role? So the warrior code answers that. A code of honor answer. Who are you? 
You're the person that makes it better today than it was yesterday. Who are you? You see the good. You see the strengths in people. Who are you? You build a community based on uh, democracy. You know, who are you? You t- you're fearless and you take risks. Who are you? You trust yourself. There you go. That's and the, and that's, that's, that's it. That's warrior code. That is it, baby. Wrapping it all up. Um, so, so, um, do I get the sword now? Um, you have to do some of our, uh. Ken, uh, have you been heating up the oil? Yeah. We, okay. You gotta, you gotta have a cauldron of hot oil, and, okay. and you have to walk it to Selkirk. I got a thirty-two quart saucepan. Does that count? <laughs> Does that count? Uh, but you right, know, so, it's so, funny you say so, that about the sword. You know, and it gets, and it, which is true. But you, you're, 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 okay. Now I'll be metaphysical, man. Ooh. Your sword comes at the end of the day when you look back and you go, "Was I a warrior? I was a warrior." When you look in that mirror, you see that sword, man. You see that sword. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do? I do. You see it in their eyes. The glint of their eyes is your sword. I had another conversation with somebody today about the glint in your eye and how that's, uh, you know, how whenever you're feeling down about yourself, you look in the mirror and you find that thing that that motivates you and you see all of a sudden the glint in your eye looking back at you in the mirror. And uh, that was a a very powerful conversation that we had today. Isn't this interesting? So look at that. It's all coming back full circle. Thank you. Um... Now you had another question I about the another, barriers. Yeah, and stuff so like that, so I want to I want to um, to to probably do I'll I'll combine these two questions because okay. I think it I think it makes sense both time wise and and uh, question wise after hearing you talk about okay. it. Okay, you know we want to apply these this this word code to children. You've talked about that all through through discussing. Well, this apply kind of it stuff. in yourself. Applying it in yourself, but then how you how you translate that to working with yeah. children. And then the barriers to, you know, that, that you, you might, you might come up against because, you know, as much as we, we strive to live by a warrior code, as you Mm -hmm. yourself mentioned, none of us are going to be perfect warriors. There's, there's a lot of very real barriers to presenting this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that we can help kind of bridge those gaps, break down those barriers? Oh shit. I wish I knew, man. I, I, Mark, because tear (laughs) down that (laughs) wall. (laughs) Oh, I hate Reagan, but that's another episode. Um, the, uh, do a whole episode. uh, That'll be, that'll be for Patreon supporters. (laughs) Um, okay. Yes. When you, there, as soon as you do fall, like everything we talked about with the warrior code, I, I imagine you were also thinking, "Oh my God!" It, like I can only, I can only imagine how, what the reactions would be of other people if if someone was living like that, right? Because there 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 might be some confrontation. Well, and that's there, and that's just it, right? Like if it's... if you're doing something, I think is sort of not cool to a kid, mm-hmm. but that's sort of our routine that we have here. Well, as a warrior, that means I gotta go over. And I gotta go. Okay, listen, dude, we gotta do something else about this. Now we're gonna. Now we're gonna have a bit of confrontation. So if I can add to that is Jesus Christ, I think we need a lot more fucking confrontation in our field. You know, I am so fucking sick of everybody is friends. We're not friends. We're colleagues. The kids aren't friends. They're stuck together in a fucking room together, yeah. right? And some are, and some are. All that kinds of stuff. We have no room for conflict. How come we cannot not get along? And, and how come we can't have this discourse where we argue and we work out something? And that's the part I think that that a lot of people get stuck on is, you know, as when you're when you're in a role model position as a parent or as a child care mm-hmm. worker, you don't want to necessarily you don't want to 
I know for for myself, uh, when when you know my wife and I have have had disagreements of of view or or if we've we've butted heads on a thing, um, I I'm very conscious that if we get into an argument in front of our son, that mm-hmm. we try and resolve that argument in front of our son. But my one of my biggest fears is that we get into an argument in front of our son and we don't resolve that. Yeah. Then and then he's learning. You know, is he picking up that that when we have this argument that it's that that's how he needs to respond is is to just argue and to fight and to mm-hmm. to step back or when you know my son smacks me in the side of the head mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. do do I respond to that do I settle that right mm-hmm. away or do I let that go and if I let that go does yeah. that how what does that translate to in his language yeah yeah, yeah. you brought up some pretty complex stuff there I I. Okay. You, got, you got about seven minutes. <laughs> no, you brought up some complex. I'm I'm in favor of 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 having discourse in front of kids. I've had I I've worked with some great people where we wouldn't get along right on the floor, but the kids could see how us modeling. How do you not get along, and then how do you work something through? Or we come to a conclusion that we can't figure out something right now. Right. Right. And so, as long as kids get the sense that this isn't personal, there there's no sort of viciousness to it. That conflict can actually lead to something really, really positive. That, to me, is the most important. And if it doesn't lead to anything right now, at least the uh, the kids see that the people could argue their points and do it eloquently, but just not agree. So here's a question then, because all of us have worked with people in the past yeah. or have lived with people in the past that uh, that you know that starting a conversation where you, you contradict what they're saying yeah. is a non-starter and it's just going to lead to unresolved conflict and and in some cases just straight up nastiness yeah so so what how if i'm following code of honor how am i going to approach that situation you still have to approach it you still have to like the code of honor i'm not saying i can't not approach it how do i approach it well you approach it the best as you can okay because the warrior will stand if I'm here to make this place better than it was yesterday, then I got to stand for these kids. Even that means me going up against you, and I know this is going to start an argument. You're not going to talk to me for two months, right? Because I'm at, I, I've dedicated myself that I have to make it better for them because it's not for me. Right. And so I, I've been in those situations, Scott, where I've gone, oh, damn, I got to fucking bring this up, and I know what's going to happen. And it, sure enough, it happens. But at least, you know, I notice is I can look at myself in the mirror, go, you know, I tried hard. Yeah. I tried damn hard yeah. to get this thing, and I didn't. But Jim, because I also think those folks, they use that as a manipulation too. Yeah, absolutely, I, they do. So yeah. I, I just I cut through all that shit and go. This has to be said, and we got to figure out a way through this. Right, we're stuck together in a room. Yeah, like how do we want to live together? Right, and so we're going to disagree. That's all right. Again and again, it's trusting yourself. Um, there's a great quote. I've, I I I don't know the whole thing, but in essence, what it is is that the the person who follows a warrior code does not resort to formula or other people's opinions. So yeah. so yeah, that yeah. sort of answers that question a bit. Does it make it all rosy in the daycare room? <laughs> no, no, not at that point. But yeah. it, but again, I, I'm an optimist, and I believe that you and I have to disagree in order to find out something good for everybody. And what I like about this this old wisdom that we're, we're yeah. sharing here is— Ancient. Ancient wisdom that we're sharing here is I keep coming up with questions in my head about how do I, you know, how do I apply it to this situation? How do I apply mm-hmm. it to that situation? And 
before I ask those questions, I'm going back and I'm I'm looking through the code mm-hmm. and I'm I'm remembering the the code and I'm answering those questions mm-hmm. before I even have those questions, right? Because some apply to cover the deficiencies of others and mm-hmm. some, you know, and, and then the others will, it's a, it's an extremely, um, extremely well, uh, polished. And it has no answers. Yeah. You've got to find the answers. So going back to how do we deal with conflict in the daycare, I'll give you a little advice. What I would do is when I have to talk to somebody about it, I rehearse it. Yeah. I already have the conversation Absolutely. a half an hour before I have it with We them. have that in the shower every morning. Yeah, I win all the arguments in the shower. It's the best. <laughs> it's, Absolutely. Wait a Just to clarify, we're not having a shower. Yeah. yeah. No. We, you meant it as like a, like as a broader, as, as we, we as, as a people. The I just wanted to clarify Our microphones that. aren't waterproof, so that, would, that wouldn't work. No. And, and Ken, Ken would kill us. For that editing, trying to edit out that yeah, noise that's in the a background. That'd be a tough one. <laughs> Just the echo alone in the bathroom. One. Jesus. So I would I would argue the biggest challenge and barrier uh is in yourself. And the other biggest challenge and barrier is is uh yeah, working with some folks that may not see that kind of stuff. But again, you gotta dedicate yourself. You gotta those kids can't stand for themselves, unfortunately. You know, they uh, they can't advocate for themselves. Right. And and, and that's and our job. Absolutely. And I think that's the job of of parents and of of child care workers um, because children a big part of children's lives are decided by people who don't have children or who aren't mm-hmm. full stakeholders in their children's lives and will never love that person's kid more than the family so does. then so then in that situation you know you really you you need to be the advocate because yeah. you know as a parent sometimes you think well how how can they not love that kid yeah. or how can you not is somebody who follows the code you think how can they not I know. you know follow this the same way that that I, how do they not understand what i'm talking about and that's where you need that's where we need to like say advocate and yeah. and be the voices of reason to adults and can i also add in um uh, again that question about how do we get others on? Maybe I answered it wrong. How do we get others on is we model it. Yeah. And and people will start to notice that. How come they're having a better time That's very in childcare than me? It's very reflective. Right? Part. Why are they happy and I'm not? You right? get a sword. Hey, hey, thank you. You, you get you get a sword for Can that. Can I one. get one with a clock in it? Because nope. I could really nope. use that. You, you just told me those were the bad ones. I know, but I could use that. I don't have a watch. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great idea? That would have be a sword great idea. A, just have a, a hilt. Just have like a full sword, but then the top of it is a watch. Just a watch. Just a little clock. Maybe a calendar a clock. too. <laughs> have a calendar. A little calendar. Little, maybe a little agenda you can flip through oh, there. That just, would be all right. Just a, a multi a multi use sword. Yeah, can we just make cell phones into swords? Oh, see, then I would get one. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. That would make it so much easier to schedule this podcast. Well, Scott, thank you for being so curious about this warrior code. But can I also add, thank you for being a warrior. Well, thank- That's what I've always admired about you. I, I, I'm not kidding you. That, that I, It has to be one of the first times we really had a class together. I, I like the cut of this kid's jib. Uh-huh. You know, I you, don't know how to respond to positive <laughs> praise, so I'm just gonna. I like feel a like true warrior. making by making jokes yes. about it and and pretending it didn't happen. We're very humble as a warrior. We are. We're Lots the of, humblest. We, we are the best. We are the best at being humble. 
Um, thank you guys very much for tuning in to to this episode. We hope you've you've picked up a little bit of our of the ancient wisdom. Can I just give a call out to what the book is called? Yes, please. I'm do. going to please miss. Do. Yeah, yeah. I cannot pronounce the author's name. Okay. And which is terrible, right? Okay. Isn't it? Like, who's going to listen to a fucking asshole who's talking about someone else's work and can't even mention the guy's name? That's true. But I'm going to try my best. All right. Okay. The book is called Shambhala, the Sacred Path of the Warrior. By Shogun Trungpa. I tried my best. I tried my best. Okay, hang on. I'm going to Google it. Okay, I tried my best. We'll see if Google can help us. So just, and the other thing, if I can just add about the path of the warrior is it's a path. Yeah. It's, 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 there's no end. There's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing. You will, the, the greatest warriors are the ones who are always trying to, be better yeah. and better and better. I like uh, you're not a warrior if you already got the answers. You're not a warrior if you're going, yeah, I'm doing a great job. That's really, well, then I feel like that contradicts what you said before, because I feel like I'm doing a great job lots of times. Yeah, I'm always, I think I'm doing an okay job, but it could always be better. <laughs> you know what? Actually, it's quick, quick aside. Uh, I felt like I was doing a great job, and then the other day, everything just exploded at work, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so I need—I have a lot more work to do. <laughs> I could be—I could do a lot better at this job but, than what I'm doing." Okay, let's and uh, just—I know we got to go, but as a warrior, that's exactly the attitude. Yeah. Is ah, like the shit hit the fans today, but again, tomorrow's a brand new day. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna make that first part of the code way easier on myself tomorrow because i can't imagine it getting much worse than this uh speaking of getting much worse than this thank you very much once more one more time uh thank you mark for your your ancient wisdom borrowed from from the spirits past yeah uh thank you ken for coffee oh and the coffee and the sound. Thank you, Ken Shandle. Uh, thank, thank you. you, Scott, for this. This was thank fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patty, oh. for for spinach. Paneer. Spinach and the, paneer. Oh, when I made pakora, it was delicious. Okay. Thank you, Mark, for your humbleness. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, and thank you guys for listening. Thank yeah. you. If you uh, if you have any questions about childcare, you want or about being a parent, and you want to uh, to run them by us. You can send us an email at the same babysitting at gmail If you want to find us and follow us on Instagram or on Facebook uh, or on Twitter, you can find us at the same babysitting. Uh, and uh, we would we would love to to hear more from you guys. Hopefully, uh, if you're if you're in the area, if you're a Manitoba resident or if you're a Winnipeg resident, and you can stop by at the Support Twenty Six K Walk. Uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, August 20th at Cinnaboyne Park. We're all meeting at the Lyric Theater. Mark is going to be a moderator there, as I mentioned in the ad break. And There'll uh, be lots of cussing. Uh, so much swearing. I'll be the cussing moderator. So much swearing. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so hopefully we'll see you down there. And uh, and thank you guys so much. Any Anytime you can uh, jump on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts from, give us a rate, give us a review. Yes, please. Uh, really, Tell your friends if somebody has a question about parenting and you have the answer, just say, no, wait, I actually don't have the answer. This podcast does. And then you direct them to our podcast. Oh. Um, we're so close to a thousand listens. Isn't that amazing? We're so close. We're it's... so close. I was checking it all weekend, trying to trying to see if we 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 broke the plateau. We're very close. Once we hit a thousand, we'll we'll no longer burp during a podcast. We'll take it far more seriously. We will take. There will be so many less burps. Yes, it'll be absent burps, and then we'll have to start a second podcast called "The Burps We Cut Out." Oh yeah, that's for the Patreon for the Patreon yeah, supporters. Okay, absolutely, okay, patreon.com slash the same babysitting. 
Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Scott. Go out and hug someone you love or just relatively like. There you go. And if you can't find one of those, trees are always up for a yes. hug. <laughs>